0: After a couple of weeks of Connor Lade and I talking about the start of the preseason, it's time to welcome in our first guest of the year. Head of sport, Kevin Thelwell, joins us today on Red Bull Weekly. This is Matt Harmon from the New York Red Bulls Radio Network. Thanks, as always, for joining us. Episode number three of our Red Bulls weekly podcast, Connor Laid, Matt Harmon. We are your crew each and every week talking New York Red Bull uh, soccer. Really looking forward, obviously, Connor, to getting this episode uh, up and going when you think of it for this team. Now about a week into preseason, is this about the time where maybe some players have those heavy legs and uh, are, are already thinking about what the next step is?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's definitely an interesting time. I mean, I'm sure they're thrilled to be down in Florida, get some good weather, although it's not too bad here in Jersey right now, so they uh, missed out on a nice week, but it's definitely the time where you start getting a little bit heavy after a few uh, you know, weeks of double sessions and some tough training, but I think like we mentioned in the previous couple of podcasts, I think it's they did a lot of good work on the off season to make sure that they're in a uh, a good state mentally physically heading into this florida camp where there's really a lot on the line when in terms of you know making sure that you're putting yourself in a good position for these games coming up um but definitely uh i think they're excited to be down there get some sort of uh you know competitive games back uh, back in their legs and uh, set them up the right way for the 2021 season
0: We won't spend a whole lot of time, as mentioned uh, in our open, before you and I even came on. We're going to spend a big chunk of the show today with head of sport, Kevin Thelwell, really looking forward to that. You know, he's been in the job for about a year and among the topics uh, that we'll talk to him about, you know, h- how he's adjusted in such a weird time frame. I can remember meeting him for the first time in Arizona in February, just as he was hired last year um, and, and struck me right away. Connor is a guy that just wanted to just dig his heels in and get involved with the job right away.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, you almost feel for him because what his two years have been, or, you know, one full year last year has been anything but ideal for someone in his role. You know, you've got starts off pretty well. You get your, your off season, then you've got COVID rolls around. So it's going to be interesting to see how his mindset has changed from, from last year. I, I still don't think he has exactly the full gauge on what this league is yet because it hasn't been normal at all. So he's kind of, his knowledge is based on, you know, uh, an interesting 2020. And, you know, I think having a bit more of a, a a better off season to to figure things out from the previous year and kind of look forward to this year is going to be interesting. But overall, my impressions from him are, you know, incredible. He's very ambitious, clearly has a great track record of being a winner. And so I think for our club to be able to call him our head of sport, we're in a very good spot.
0: You know, it is interesting, Connor. And and again, we're going to talk to Kevin about this, um, but your take on it as well. We hear so often that when players come to Major League Soccer, there's a transition period that has to take place. I think maybe we forget sometimes that transition period isn't just for players. That's for anybody new that's coming into the league, staff, administration, um, management. You know, you just have to learn the nuances of things, because they are very different in all parts of the world, especially here in the United States and Canada with MLS.
1: 100%. I I think that's one of the biggest things for anyone to come over here into this league is different rules that don't apply to every league around the world. Uh, You know, We've got uh, a ton of things that make our league unique. And if anything, maybe that 2020 season where we had a bit of an extended break, maybe that was a I think it could be, you know, very beneficial for Kevin to maybe sit down and not have to focus necessarily so much every single day on what's going on in the field, but learn about exactly what's going on off the field and, you know, learn the little things that make MLS truly unique, you know, whether that's roster construction, international spots you know, the way, the way that, you know, the roster itself, all the different tournaments. So I think it there's a lot of things that is a big learning curve coming here, but he brings a wealth of experience coming from Europe, from Wolverhampton. So I think, you know, as much as we're, you know, teaching him, he's teaching us a lot as well.
0: And I think Connor to that point, one of the things that probably Kevin was already up to speed on and does make maybe the transition just a little bit easier not only does he believe in it, he wants to really be part of the Red Bull system. I'll say the Red Bull way of playing. You know, you you think to his time at Wolves, a similar situation, you know, bringing young players in, getting them animated, maybe not be the, the final destination point for a lot of guys, but playing that quick, hard-nosed, fast-paced, pressing type style.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's that's big. And to have someone who's very passionate and wants to be a part of this culture and really uh put his stamp on that culture is what you want. And, you know, for him to have so much experience, like you mentioned, in in his philosophies and their identity in Wolverhampton, there's a lot of similarities here. And uh I couldn't think of a better person to push this thing along and continue to develop what makes us us. And so I think, you know, that he's doing a great job. I know it's it's been a very interesting offseason um with uh you know not being able to be on the ground and see players. So you're you're uh a lot of your scouting is virtual and based on, uh, you know, word of mouth pretty much. And so we're interested in hearing how that offseason was for him. And uh, But from everything that I've heard, um, he's excited. I think they're excited about the roster that we have and interested in seeing, uh, picking that apart a little bit with him today.
0: You know, Connor, he's down in Florida uh, with the team, which is giving him kind of a, a firsthand experience with a lot of the players the existing players uh, might be seeing those guys up close and personal in his role for the for the first time. So this is an important offseason, not just for, you know, you and I have spent the first couple of episodes talking about all the players coming in and what Gerhard's going to do and his acclimation, uh, but Kevin in his role, the same kind of idea, kind of learning a little bit about not just the playing style, but even the off-field type of stuff. You know, you see guys, how they interact with the other parts of the teammates. I'm sure each and every little um, part of preseason right now, if he's not writing it down, I would imagine he's taking a ton of mental notes for things moving forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the biggest thing. And, you know, like we talked about for the players themselves, you know, having that off the field time, it's, it's important for coaches, uh, you know, upper management of the team to really get to know their players as well and see what makes them tick. And I feel like all good teams have that unanimous camaraderie, you know, top to bottom. It doesn't matter what level, what position you're in, you know, having those open and honest conversations uh, with your players and figure out who, what makes them them. I think that's, that's so important, especially for a person in Kevin's role. And you, you get so much information off the field that can help you judge players. And so that's, that's going to be big, obviously where for the players to get to know him as well. And you know, what makes him tick as well. So it, it goes both ways. And I feel like this is a great time for them to have some time totally to themselves, be able to figure out more about each other, get to know each other better. And uh, eventually that will lead to a a great positive uh, result on the field.
0: Connor, last one before we take a quick break, and then we'll bring Kevin in. In your time in Major League Soccer with the Red Bull organization, how often did you interact with whether it was the sporting director or in this particular case, the head of sport. I mean, they, what, what's the old adage, right? Coachers are supposed to coach, administrators are supposed to administrate. But how often did you deal with that next level past the head coach? You
1: yeah, know, I've been pretty lucky uh, with my time here that they always kept themselves a part of things. And they, you know, I feel like that's in that role. How could you not, you know, to totally separate yourself is, uh, you know, not beneficial to, to your position, what you do in your process. And You know, definitely lucky to have worked with a lot of great people who have, you know, been very involved and concerned about who you are on the field and off the field. And so I feel like this is probably going to be the most time that he's going to have solely based around his players. You know, when he comes back to New York and New Jersey, he's going to have a lot more things going on. So for him to take this time, like I said, to to figure out what people are like, people's playing style, how they mesh as a team, and kind of what pieces you have right now is going to be huge because that's going to dictate where you need to go from here and how you're going to construct this roster.
0: Quick timeout for us. When we come back, Connor and I will spend some time with head of sport, Kevin Thelwell. We'll talk about uh, a variety of topics. Really looking forward to the next segment. A quick pause, though, for us on the New York Red Bulls radio network. We're back on the other side with Red Bulls Weekly. We are back on Red Bulls Weekly. It is our third episode for this 2021 season with Connor Laid. I'm Matt Harmon. Looking forward, obviously, to April 17th, the first game of the 2021 MLS season, Kansas City uh, coming into town. Looking forward to, as well, spending the next uh, several minutes with the head of sport. He is Kevin Thelwell. He joins us as kind of our man on the scene right now. Kevin, this is a big spot for you. You've become our, our reporter on site in Florida, first and foremost, uh, hope you are well, safe and healthy, your family as well. Um, but you, you're, you're kind of experiencing preseason this year from from a full standpoint. Last year, you know, coming to Arizona and kind of being part of things, but this year full on and, and kind of entrenched into the job.
2: Yeah I mean first and foremost thanks very much for having me today um really appreciate being able to come on and yeah it's been uh, it's been great so far I mean last season I joined midway through pre-season I managed to get to suits on but I didn't manage to go to IMG last year around uh, but now I'm I'm in and we're, we're working away and it's uh, it's great to actually start from the start as it were and then uh, looking forward to seeing um a bit more training today and hopefully a, a game tomorrow so yeah things are going okay
0: You know, Kevin, right before the break, uh, Connor and I were were talking about from his days as a player, how involved he was from the playing standpoint, past the head coach, obviously that relationship really important. But the role that someone like yourself in your head of sport, uh, sporting director, depending on how it's phrased within different clubs in Major League Soccer, how involved are you or do you want to be with all the players?
2: Yeah, well, obviously it's a it's a relationships business, uh, football, and so if you're going to want to build a team and make everybody feel that they're, um, they're they fit within that team structure, then you have to get to know people. And I'm the sort of person who wants to get to know people, but of course, always understanding that at some stage there may be some hard, fast, or difficult decisions or difficult conversations to have. And as long as everybody recognises that were um, that I'm fair, and 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 that um, I will listen to their uh, perspective on things. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a good thing to get to know people. Um, It's a good thing to, for them to get to know you, but, but obviously everyone's got to understand there's a, there's a job to be done here as well.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Gavin, I'm going to rewind a little bit here. Um, You know, like you mentioned, joined halfway through preseason 2020, Um, 2020 was a wild year, you know, for, for everyone, especially someone in a new role like yourself. Um, But, you know, that being said, what positives kind of are you taking from 2020 moving into 2021? You know, it was, you know, a, a year full of interruptions, but what are those things that you're taking 2020, moving into 2021 that are going to be the build building blocks for you guys?
2: Yeah, cool. A, a really difficult year, crazy year last year, Connor, as we all recognized. Uh, and a couple of things to take from, from that, really. Um, one, seeing the organization deal with such difficulty, uh, how uh, from the top, down or the bottom up, whichever way you want to describe it, how everybody pulled together as one organization, one club to get the very best situation. And then just a real opportunity to, to work closely with people and get to know them, you know, um, I think that's what I took from last year to allow us, and then obviously a lot of opportunities for conversation, a lot of opportunities to listen, and then a lot of time and space for us to build out our vision, build out our strategy, not only for this season, but the coming seasons to hopefully take us forwards.
0: Kevin, you know, that's an interesting point that I, I want to grab the last part of that answer and say not just for this season, but for season moving forward. Um, and, and I, I hate to say like this is a long-term project because the goal each and every year is to be in the playoffs and challenge for MLS Cup, for uh, the US Open Cup tournaments like that, get back into Champions League. But but overall, when you came in last year, you know, with, with COVID and everything that happened Almost dubbed that as a transition year. This is a long-term plan, right? I mean, this is looking at players that are going to really fit the Red Bull style and to be able to say we're going to do that right away probably is unfair to you and, and the scouting department and, and the rest of the staff.
2: Yeah, and I mean, the, the reality of the role is that it's um, it's always going to be based and judged on performance. So you have to try very, very hard to get that right, Matt, right from the very start because people judge you on a weekly or a bi-weekly basis, because that's when the team plays. But, but that said, the sporting director role isn't just about today, it is very much about tomorrow. It's very much about helping to build a culture, build a, build the values within a football club, very much about building a long-term vision, and then making sure that any success is sustained. So it's, yeah, in part, it's about performance today, but it's also about pipeline. And what I mean by that is creating a plan where you're able to succeed on numerous years. Uh, that's very much what the, job's, what the job is.
1: You know, I think a lot has been talked about in the offseason about kind of what the roster is going to look like heading into this 2021 20, season, and you've added a lot of pieces, Kevin. Um, I think, I, you know, we'd like to walk through a little bit with you about your process, but, you know, mm-hmm. particularly, uh, can you take us through your process during, you know, these Unprecedented COVID conditions. You know, what sort of expedited uh, acclimation process, if there is one for players coming in who are maybe behind the eight ball a little bit, who are coming into, you know, halfway through preseason? What sort of things have you created to get these guys up to speed?
2: Yeah, well, number one, it's best laid plans. You know, there's such a long offseason. You're trying to recruit as many of those players as you possibly can um, so that they start on the first day of preseason, just like everybody else, to give you the very best opportunity to succeed. But Unfortunately, it's just, that's just not always possible. And certainly in, you know, in in today's time, it's very, very difficult, you know, with the pandemic and travel and, and movement is very, very difficult. You know, the visa situation doesn't allow people to jump in as, as early as we'd all like. And, you know, we're not on our own with that. You know, I'm sure clubs across, up and down the country are having that, are having the, the same problems. But of course, what you're trying to do is you're trying to, number one, you're trying to identify people who fit, not only as football players, but also as people, and that helps the ability to acclimatise. If you've got like-minded people coming into the same room, that that certainly helps. You know, in terms of the cultural piece, you're trying to make sure that you're covering all your bases in terms of the um, the diligence you're doing around those players and some of the some of the things that they may need to bring with them. You know, so you know, are, are they married? Have they got children? What where where are they coming from? Have they been abroad before? Have they been to the States before? So on and so on. So you're almost trying to build a, a picture of of uh, what they're gonna be like and how long it's gonna take them to acclimatize. And then what the big rocks are gonna be, what problems do you need to solve as quickly as possible to make sure that when they do arrive, they acclimatize as soon as they possibly can. And so that's sort of the process really. And, and again, it's it's a people's business as we've talked about a little bit earlier. And so just getting to know people, getting to understand them and getting, to, getting them to feel comfortable and getting them to feel like they trust you and the staff so that they can have open conversations about problems that they might need solving is probably a big part of it really. Um, I have to say we're a club that's very good at it we've got some very good people who work here who're very experienced we've been doing it for quite a long time so it's um, it's been a, it's been a smooth process once we've got the players past the initial bit that we have no control over which is the visa piece.
0: Red Bull New York head of sport, Kevin Thewall joining us here on Red Bulls Weekly with Connor Laid. I'm Matt Harmon. Looking forward, of course, to the start of the season. Ticket information, more on the return to play of MLS at NewYorkRedBulls.com. Um, Kevin, you, you know, you think of it, and, and Connor just started to talk on it, and, and you spoke of it, the roster construction here in 2021. I, I know within the last week, two weeks, Um, you spoke to the media and and I know a question was asked of you that I want um, you to maybe be able to even expand on a little bit more. And that is with so many new players and pieces coming in, many of them with loans, Um, whether that could be viewed as a positive or a negative, I'm sure some would say it's a negative because, you know, maybe players don't have enough to be acclimated to here in major league soccer and New York, but but for you and the rest of the staff, I'm imagining that you're looking at it as a positive, making sure that guys are going to fit the plan and the process moving forward.
2: Yeah, and it's a, it's a, it's a process that I've uh, I had good experience with, Matt, to be honest. We did something very, very similar at Wolves. And I remember having a very similar conversation with people when we were loaning Diogo Jota, when we were loaning Leander Dendonka, and we were loaning someone like Raul Jimenez. But, of course... You know, once those players work out, of course they don't all work out. But in they're very the three very good examples of players working out. It, it, it all seems to make sense. Um, number one, we're in the middle of a, a pandemic, um, so finances are difficult to come by for everybody. You know, we've had nobody in the state, nobody in the stadiums, no fans in the stands for such a long time. And two, um, you know, moving to the US and moving to MLS is not an easy process, as I've learned. You know, it's um it's very very different um, to playing or working anywhere else in the world and so on that basis some that the likelihood is that some of the players some of the players that we recruited will acclimatize very well and love it here and enjoy playing at New York Red Bulls and there is some possibility that despite the diligence that we've done it might not quite work out for some players and so making sure that we give ourselves the, the greatest opportunity especially on the basis that we haven't been able to scout them live nobody's been able to watch a lot of these players that anybody's recruiting Um, um, live in the last 12 months, giving them some space and us some flexibility whereby we can try before we buy, as it were, and I've used that term before, um, to give us the very best circumstance and to give us that flexibility seems like a a pretty sensible plan from my perspective. But understanding that, we're hoping that they all fit and we've got a a good problem to solve by by spending, spending a bit of money at the end of the season. Kevin, clearly
0: the idea of you coming over last uh, season from Wolves and your time um, in England with the Premier League, that, that's something that jumped out at people that cover uh, not just the Red Bulls but Major League Soccer as a whole. Connor and I spoke of it in, in our open as well. How much do you still go back to what you learned in your role with Wolves and have been able to carry it over here to not just Major League Soccer but specifically with Red Bull?
2: Yeah, well, I feel very lucky to have worked at a club like Wolves in the Premier League in the role that I was in. And, of course, I had lots of very good uh, memories of working there and lots of very good experiences. And, of course, I'm thinking about some of the, the good habits that we had there and thinking how they translate. But I suppose the point to make here is is that every club is just so unique and so bespoke and so different that if I was just to come here and just apply a Wolverhampton Wanderers plan, it just wouldn't work, in my opinion. So, really, we be spending the year talking, uh, doing a lot of listening and then thinking about how people operate here, thinking about what the culture looks like and then finding a line of best fit with some of the practice that we had at Wolves. But of course, some of the practice that has to be different because they're two different clubs in two different spaces. Um, so it really has been about trying to trying to build a bespoke plan, really. Uh, a plan for New York Red Bull as opposed to saying, well, what did you do at Wolves? Just bring it here and drop it down and it'll all fit together because you just, I, I wish it was like that. Um, but, but unfortunately, it isn't. And I suppose that's the beauty of working in different countries and at different clubs, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. We we love the the vision that you have so far and the identity that you guys are instilling and continuing to build upon. Um, and, you know, obviously, we talked about roster construction. You want to have, you know, the full squad for the, the majority of preseason, but there's various reasons that can't be the case. One of those situations, though, is actually a huge positive, you know, how big is it for you guys to have Aaron Long representing himself, not only himself, but the club uh, with the national team in this particular camp, not only for him as a player, but the wealth of experience that he's going to bring back?
2: Yeah, I think Aaron Long is, is very important to this football club. And he's proven it not only um, not only from a club perspective, but also from a national team perspective. I know they, they speak and think very well of him there. And his performances have been excellent. Um, and he's got good experience of MLS. He knows the ropes, and he's at a very good age now, where he's able to, you know, show and develop his experience to what is turning out to be a, a bit of a younger group. And so, yeah, I think he's going to be very important to us going forwards. So he's away for for the moment, but we'll be delighted to have him back. Hopefully in good shape. Fingers crossed, without any injuries. And and hopefully when he comes back, there's some new faces for him to uh, for him to turn to. And he'll, he'll be a big part of what we do this year for sure.
0: Kevin, when you look at the 21 roster as it sits right now, under the assumption that everybody's there, um, everybody's healthy moving forward, how often will you, maybe it's a daily basis, maybe it's every other day, how often will you talk with Gerhard about needs that the team still has um, right off the jump? Or will you let this roster sit for a little bit and then kind of move the puzzle pieces a little – a little bit more um as, as let's say the summer transfer window opens up
2: yeah i mean first and foremost in terms of practice between gerhard and i we're talking on a daily basis about lots of different topics not just the players and the team but also the way in which we're organized and the culture and the identity and so on and so i think it's probably relevant to make the point that we've seen quite a lot of change you know nine players out last year seven or eight players in already which is you know, it's, it's a huge amount of change for one team. So I think uh, what we will do is we'll use the pre-season period to just become a little bit calmer. Let's see how the players are climatized that we've brought in. And then let's see how they gel together with the players that we've currently got within the group who've been here beforehand. And then make some further decisions about what we need. Um, because there is a strong possibility that all of the players that we have now are, are all fit well and capable of allowing us to make a good start to the season. But, of course, if there's an opportunity to add to the group, to make us better, then for sure Gerhard's not going to want to do it because all head coaches do. And, and we're going to want to do it because we want to try and be as successful as we possibly can be. But I think for the first moment, there's been so much change. I think we just hold for now, figure out what we look like, and then make some decisions once we have give everybody the, the opportunity to settle in and, and breathe.
1: Yeah, a big part of team gel and you know figuring out where you stand as not only a group on the field but off the field is this preseason um you know we we talked about in our previous podcast this is a big preseason for the club like you said with all the change um can you give us a sense of you know what the mood is down at preseason right now and especially with games right around the corner and tomorrow starting with nashville
2: yeah well connie you'll know because you've done it the preseason is probably probably the best space to be in if you're a coach or a sporting director or a player because it's there's no pressure in terms of the games and so um we've obviously come to img and it's a, a fantastic organization fantastic facilities and um, everything's been very good Um the mood in the camp is, is is really good we've got a lot of young hungry enthusiastic players that are wanting to work together willing to work together and um, with a new coach who's uh, very motivated to to work and talk to players and make them better, and so the chemistry at the moment is 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 really good between the whole of the group and and the coaching team. Um, and and people undervalue the the how important team cohesion can be. Of course, yeah, it's about good players, but it's also about good people that understand direction of travel and how you want to play and what you value. So so. It, a time of time of talking, yeah, things are really good. Yeah, starting to settle down nicely and people are starting to work together in a nice way. I think everybody's looking forward to the games. Um, we've done a lot of work in terms of um, what the identity is going to look like. Gerrard's worked very hard in terms of talking to the team about um, the Red Bull identity, which we obviously want to maintain, but also perhaps an evolution of that identity. we we're perhaps we're talking a little bit more about the in-possession phase in particular. And so it'd be quite nice uh, when we get to the game tomorrow to, to get hard to put some of his homework on show, as it were, and for us to get our first view of what that might look like, albeit understanding it is the 1st preseason game. And really, it's only about one thing. It's about players getting some game time and staying fit and well, truth be known.
0: A couple more uh, minutes with uh, Red Bull New York head of sport, Kevin Thelwell. Um, Kevin, short of the pandemic, which I know has completely wreaked havoc on... Everybody, whether it's personal, professionally, the world of soccer, the bringing players in and out, not being able to scout. Other than that, what in your now year plus on the job has been the most challenging part of being here in the States and part of Major League Soccer?
2: Yeah, well, I have to say the the rules and regulations of MLS are very different um, to to working in the UK or working in Europe. And, And roster build is a... is a a very complicated business. It's not as simple as it is in in the Premier League uh, where there are less rules. Um, And I'm not saying that negatively at all. It's actually been a really good experience to be able to get to know how things operate and know how things work and the best channels of communication and the best way of working. I I have to say, I'm very lucky. I'm supported by a very good staff. You know, I've got Dennis Hamlet, who's the sporting director, who knows the rules inside out and he's been very, very patient with an Englishman abroad trying to figure out how it all works together and why we can and can't do things. Um, But after a year now we're we're getting to to be on the same page and there's a lot of clarity. And so, so without question, that's been the biggest challenge is not only coming to a different country um, because even though we speak the same language, we talk in different ways. And so, which is natural because we both and, and people see things differently. So, um, getting to know people has been a challenge and then also getting to know how to actually build this roster to get the most bang for our buck you know to get us in a position where we feel like we're going to be competitive and um, that's been a really interesting challenge but, but something I've really enjoyed
1: yeah no shortage of rules in MLS uh, especially new ones to learn and I think you know having players you know come over as well they're always taken back and you know it's a learning process for them as well but I want to change the subject here Kevin and you know I still do have some sources in camp and there are you know some some little inklings that I've heard and rumor has it that you took in your first March Madness college basketball game the other day so we want to figure out did you enjoy it what what was it like seeing March Madness for the first time
2: well let me tell you I caught Scott Bernstein in the office our ops guy watching March Madness from dawn to dusk as it seemed really he was he was working away of course but in the background he was just he was he was also had one eye glued on the screen so we had a couple of conversations with scott and uh, john Gasparoni from the media team and so I, I promised that i would take in the game i was intrigued to know what it was all about and i have to say i was last last night i was absolutely hooked i watched uh, i watched the michigan game which they won and thought it was uh, just a, a brilliant spectacle really a really epic competition between two college teams I'm very much looking forward to uh, watching training today and then getting back in and watching a bit more in due course. Yeah, really good. Really enjoyed it.
1: It's safe yeah. to say we will have some brackets for next year maybe? <laughs> I'm not too sure about that, but we'll see.
0: Well, you couldn't do any worse than most of the other people because everyone's bracket was destroyed after the first day. So you can just start throwing darts, Kevin. You might have just as much success. Um, you, you know, I, I want to finish with this one um, and our sincere appreciation for you coming on here um, and spending an extended amount of time with us. If you had to sum up what you've seen the first couple of weeks, and I want to cue this up and have you talk about the Red Bull head coach, Gerhard Struber, what has been the energy? I mean, every clip that we've seen, but that's they're usually short clips, his energy just seems off the chart. He seems to be gelling, bonding with the, with the team, the young players, even the veterans. Um, is he as energetic as he seems in the clips that we've seen during during preseason and during training?
2: Yeah, Max, Gerhard's been great. He's been everything we wanted him to be so far. Um, he's very, very good in terms of the technical, tactical aspects of the game. But he also understands this is about building teams and building teams in, in, involves you getting to know people, getting them to trust you and building those relationships where they're going to go that extra yard on the pitch. And I think he's been brilliant at that so it's it's not it's not just been about the the quality of the work that we've seen out on the grass and his vision for the team and how clear he's been in his, his ideas around the identity he's also doing a huge amount of work off the grass talking to individuals meeting with people for a coffee getting to know them talking to them about their game and and we all know you know the giving the time is is something that's very difficult doing nowadays and sometimes people are not able to give up that time but he's, he's spending a a huge amount of time and a huge body of work building the team on and off the pitch and getting to know people. And I'm, I'm hope we're going to see the benefits of that as we go forwards.
0: Well, hopefully you can give him a good report because we'd like to have him come on uh, the show over the course of the next couple of weeks. You can say that things are, are pretty easy when you come on Red Bull weekly, might try and stump you every once in a while. Um, I, I mean, I had the pleasure of of interviewing right when he was hired um, towards the end part of last season. Seems like a fantastic fit for the Red Bull organization and looking forward to, to not just working with him, Kevin, but continuing our relationship as well. And again, um, for, for Connor, thanks so much for coming on here today and, and giving us this time. Look forward to doing it again.
2: No, absolutely. My pleasure. It's great to be here. And I will, I will without question, uh, give you give you both a positive reference.
0: That is uh, head of sport, Kevin Thelwell, Connor late Matt Harmon our technical assistant Gordon Stevenson as well. We'll be back next week for what will be episode number four of Red Bulls Weekly. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy. Look forward to seeing you on April 17th at Red Bull Arena.